Aloha. Welcome to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but nothing replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Today, we are going to talk about things to prioritize for 2024. I have Dr. Teresa Wee here in the studio. She has decades of experience helping to lead not just children, but also their entire families to better health and trying to find ways to maximize just enjoying good health and exercise throughout their entire lifespan. She also has written several award-winning books, in addition to being the founder and host of Walk With a Doc, which happens to have spread throughout the islands. Now you can walk with a medical student, you can dance with a doc, and you can even do art projects, all of which are beyond my capacity. But I want to thank you for joining me today here in the studio, Dr. Teresa. Well, thank you, Dr. Kozak. It's my pleasure. Tell me about, last week we were hearing about some of the books. Tell me a little bit about the latest book awards. You're going traveling uh, across the continent to to Europe. You know, my COVID-19 diary um, was selected, and I'll be doing book signing at the London Book Fair in March. And also... Um, there's something called the Festival of Storytellers. So I will be um, an author of the hour being interviewed as well as hosting a, a uh, roundtable discussion on health with other authors. And anyone's invited. So you can go to the website, www.thefestivalofstorytellers.com and see. It's, it's just a two-week um, extravaganza of storytelling, inspiration, um, books that you can access. Fantastic. Well, and that all started, truthfully, what did the pandemic do for you? It turned you into an amazing author, and now you're traveling around the world doing shows and promoting the information that you shared in your book. You know, it's really taken off. It's taken me by surprise, but I'm grabbing at these opportunities because if it can help someone, um, I'm, I'm going to do it. So I'm excited. As you should be. Now, it's the beginning of the year, and a lot of people think about priorities that they want to have for the year. And you hear from patients and families what are some of the things that they're struggling with in their lives. It's post-holiday. We're sort of looking at the, the new year, saying what are some areas that people want to do maybe better this year than they did last year. What are some of the things that the parents or the children that you see kind of bring and highlight to you and want to talk about and create goals around? You know, I, I think as parents and as a family, we, we all want to do better health-wise. Um, my husband's a financial advisor. We always have this argument. Um, is it wealth is your greatest, you know, um, what is what is more important, your health or your wealth? Of course, health always wins out. So I think as parents, we're sometimes just so overwhelmed, we just don't know where to start. And in Hawaii's economy, we have two working parents working outside the home. You know, grandparents are in charge. Um, the kids are on electronics. It's, it's just, it's, it's so monumental that, that some people just throw their hands up and say, okay, we'll save it for next year. So there was a study done. Um, only 8% of Americans actually follow through with their New Year's resolutions. And for most of us, we've already given up on our New Year's resolutions. But I want to tell people, and hopefully today I can give you a few, few tools that you can use to, to actually get onto that um, 
that right path. So we know that there's a lot of struggles. Yes. It's all-encompassing, multifaceted, whether it be economic, whether it be relating to health issues, whether it be prioritization of time, electronic gadget addiction. I mean, Mm -hmm. how many of us right next to me here in the studio is my phone, just in case. So what are some of the tools you mentioned that could help people to really try and figure out, you know, setting a New Year's resolution is one thing. I kind of like the idea of being better than before. Yeah. So you don't have to be perfect. You just have to do a little bit better than you did before if that's one of your goals. Kind of takes away a little bit of that stress, helps you to be in that, you know, 8% that do keep their resolution. But what would be some tools that you would share with families if they express some of this overwhelm? I, I would first tell families prioritize five minutes a day where you actually sit down without electronics. This could be either at a family meal or it could be just before bedtime where you gather around in a circle and talk about the day where you look each other in the eye and you give them your undivided attention and you actually ask them, you know, how is everything going? Can you tell me one good thing that happened to you? Um, what's, what are you thinking today? So I, I think just, just prioritizing that initial eye-to-eye, person-to-person contact. And then I think as parents, we can sit down and as a family, we can discuss, hey guys, you know, I heard this radio station talk about making a goal. Let's do one simple, small goal. So start small. You know, we don't have to say we're going to become the, the healthiest family on the block or we're going to lo- all lose weight or no. Let's just take a baby step. How about five minutes after dinner? Let's all go for a five minute walk after dinner. You know, really set that priority, you know, um, mark it on your calendar, see if everyone's on board and then try to do it every day. So do you think it's. They, we talk about SMART goals, something yes. that is measurable, achievable. Right. There's timing to it. Right. Specific. You, specific. Know exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Is that sort of the idea is to create your own family SMART goal? Yeah, I think setting a goal is good. But one of the things that I've learned is I think as a family, you, you first have to sit down and identify who, how you want your family to become. Like, we want our family to be healthier. Instead of saying, you know, we want to run the marathon or, you know, what you want to do is is set in your mind that person, that family you want to be. And then every day, the small habits that you decide to do every day, it's those everyday choices that are going to change your life drastically in the long run. So kind of have that North Star of direction. Yeah, you visualize. Okay. okay. Instead, so instead of saying at the end of the year we should all lose 10 pounds, let's say we want to become healthier as a family. So every day you, you choose a fruit instead of cookies, you know, you're, you're one step closer towards becoming that person. It's kind of like a mountain climber. They're looking at the top of Mount Everest. But, but you can't keep looking at that goal. You have to say, I, I'm going to be a great climber, so I'm going to look at the next step and go to the next step and go to the next step. So it's, it's a small itty-bitty steps every day. So I can only imagine that, 
you kind of want to make sure that you're heading in the right bigger direction. Exactly. But you also want to have these milestone goals, mm-hmm. things that you can celebrate when you've achieved, you know, five days of we ate vegetables every right. day or we walked five minutes every day. So you have milestones. And then how do you turn that into a bigger, more achievable type of a goal? So there's a fantastic book by James Clear, The Atomic Habits. And the four laws of behavior change. Number one, we have to make that that cue noticeable. So so say if we, we all want to walk after dinner, let's put our walking shoes right in front of the door. And then we're, we're going to have to want to do it. We want to get healthier. You know, we all have nice, maybe Under Armour outfits. So we're going to wear nice outfits. And then we're going to actually do it. We're going to put on our shoes and we're going to get out and do it. And when we come back, we're going to go to the calendar and actually put a big X on that calendar. So that's your immediate reward. And everybody high fives each other. And, you know, so I I think as a family, we're going to have to consider making the path the easiest to doing this and reminding one another, being accountable to each other. All right, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. I'm here with Dr. Teresa Wee. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more about what are some of those ways that you can start moving in the right direction, but make sure that you're achieving enough and it's by the end of the year, it's not still five minutes of walking around the block. We kind of have to maybe go a little bit more. All right, we will be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I'm here with Dr. Teresa Wee, and we are talking about ways to achieve goals that you may identify and set out for yourself, but also incorporate the whole family so you can move everyone of your loved ones, friends, and family to a direction that might be better for their health. Yeah. Now, right before the break, we talked a little bit about atomic habits and what are some of the ways that you can get everybody motivated. And you mentioned put your shoes or put your your workout gear right there in front of you yeah. so that it's easy, it's nearby. Yes. And then know why you're doing it right. get motivated right get wanting to do it, do it. Wanting craving to do it. it yeah and then also celebrating when you've done it put an x on the calendar exactly and and i think that if if we can if we can have great habits you know then we'll just do it we're on autopilot our brain likes easy so so you know we we need to get rid of old habits and create new habits and it's not easy overnight. You know, we've had these old habits for years. So all I'm saying is, you know, just just you got to make that choice and take a chance and make that change because, you know, a lot of people are fearful. Believe it or not, they don't want to make a change because they're fearful that they're going to fail and that that's a blow to their self-esteem. But I tell people, if you don't take that chance, you know, we're, there's no change is going to happen. So do you think there's a difference in the motivation from you must put a check down every day versus mm-hmm. I'm going to try and do this five times a week? Like that way you're not really setting yourself up for the very first time you don't do it. Right. Oh, well, I failed. You know, you try and 
multiply that to like, I'm going to try and do this 20 times a month, giving yourself that little bit of flexibility. I think trying to give yourself that flexibility, but again, start with such an itty bitty step. Like it might seem ridiculous, like um, just getting out, walking to the mailbox and back. I mean, you might think, oh my gosh, you know, that's so simple. You know, do that for five days and you go, this is ridiculous. I can walk further. So, so start with a goal that's so ridiculously small. Because you're going to want to keep doing it. Yes. So once you get on the exercise outfit, you're probably going to exercise. You're right. probably not going to sit on the couch. So, right. okay, time to put on those pants and get out there and get going. And then it'll motivate you to keep going. Yeah. Do you find that it's helpful for people to do what, what I often find is they sort of talk about bundling things. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be motivated because... You know, I'm going to go to the gym because I want to watch my favorite Netflix show. Yeah. So if it's not going to be, it is using that electronic device. Okay. But if that's sort of part of your source of of motivation, potentially you could watch that when you're exercising and only when you're exercising. Exactly. Every person is different. So you you have to do something that fits into your lifestyle and, and it gives you that immediate reward. So, so, you know, we just have to first think about it as parents. And, you know, our, our children and grandchildren are, are watching us. It doesn't matter what the words we're saying, oh, eat your vegetables, exercise. If we are not being a role model, then they're not listening to us. So you kind of want to do it in addition yeah. to telling them about it. Now, how would you go about creating, we talked about the five minutes, right? So... If at the end of the year you're climbing Everest, now not literally, right, but yeah. maybe you're you're doing some other longer distance, how do you craft those those milestones, those markers when you know, okay, in three or six months we're going to be at this level? You know, I often look to some of the marathon training groups or some of those other groups where they say to folks, you know, you think you can't, but today you're just going to walk a mile, and by the end of the next 16 weeks or so you're going to be ready, and you're thinking there's no way that's possible. But they sort of slowly, incrementally get you to a point where you can be at that level. What are some of the ways you can create those sort of milestones for families? I I, I think as a family, you know, again, it depends on your children, how old they are. But, you know, for example, we can start with exercise. And then maybe next month we can say, okay, you know, let's keep that going. But how about if we look at our nutrition, let's um, drink only one soda a day instead of two sodas a day. And so I tell parents to, to switch it up each month, continue. You have to constantly reevaluate and reassess your goals. If, you know, walking after dinner for half an hour becomes a regular habit, if you do something for about a month, it just becomes a habit. And habits are behaviors that are on autopilot. So, so then you can move on to other topics. How about if we go to sleep at you know, 10 p.m. or 9 p.m. instead of midnight every night. Um, Let's sit down and do some deep breathing exercise. Let's let's do that, you know, stress relief or read a book together. Well, you mentioned sleep. Yes. And I do think that there is definitely a chronic issue with sleep in our society. And we've we've sort of created it in the sense that, you know, we, we watch videos or we watch handheld devices or we look at electronics that are flashing light into our eyes, which are resulting in us not being as tired. 
And when we're not as tired, we're not going to bed. And thus, you know, we're getting less sleep. Everything starts early in the morning. You know, kids have to get up and people have to go to work. We're not really getting enough rest overall. Yeah. And, you know, for a while there, you know, we would brag I can get by with five hours of sleep. But again, the studies coming out about sleep is so important. Do you realize that if you don't get enough sleep, that messes up your appetite hormones? And so that that constant cycle um, causes you stress and, and weight gain. So currently, I, I tell my patients, we are in an obesity crisis. The Surgeon General has declared this is the number one health crisis is obesity. And so we really need to start addressing this. This is the first generation of children that are going to be more unhealthy than their parents ever in, in our history. We are now seeing, I see in my teenagers, prediabetes, high cholesterol, hypertension. These were diseases that were classified as adult diseases. But, you know, with our diet being 60% ultra-processed foods and, you know, just not getting enough sleep, it, it it's not our kids' fault, but... It's our entire environment. So, so we need to look at our environment. I think we need to find like-minded people. You know, So if you're hanging out with other families who want to get healthier, I think that makes life so much easier when you have like-minded goals. And you might find that with kids who might be enrolled in sports. Exactly. Playing baseball or soccer or right. basketball or running or track, some other sport that might get you around other families who have similar interests. Right, right. Or, for example, my um, weekly walk with a doc, I have uh, um, mostly seniors, but but we're all, we all want to get healthier, and we all encourage one another, and we're all accountable, and and it's, it's so much fun. We just have fun. We don't even think about it as exercising. Now, Walk with a Doc is something that you spearheaded quite a while ago. And it's something where people will show up at a designated mm-hmm. location. And then they can talk with you, ask you questions, and you give health tips. What are some of the recent health tips you've shared? Oh, my goodness. I, I, I'm a pediatrician, but I do health tips for all ages. Um, we, we talk about ways to get motivated, Mel Robbins, the five-second rule, counting backwards, five, four, three, two, one, and just boom, just catapulting yourself into action. I, I just talk about just, you know, the dangers of too much sugar. Um, sugar-sweetened beverages are the number one cause of pediatric obesity now in America. So watching our fruit drinks, um, even the 100% fruit drinks and so it's it's just a variety of topics that I think people would be interested in. And I I just I, it's the highlight of my week and it has touched so many lives. I am starting my ninth year UHA Health Insurance. I have to give kudos to them. They've been my corporate sponsor for these past 9 years and um I I I would love for anyone to come out and join me. I have people with walkers in wheelchairs with canes, and you can walk however long you want. We're there from at Central Oahu Regional Park from 8 to 9 a.m., all ages, all fitness levels, and it's just so much fun, and you get educated, and, and you just feel empowered, like, I can do this. I think it probably makes such a difference for the rest of the day, if not the rest of the week, the for a lot of the, of the people week, yeah. that come together. Truly. 
All right, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about some other tools and tips to help people create a healthier 2024 than they've ever had before. We'll be right back. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors, Bavarian Motor Experts, and Chaminade University. Welcome back to The Body Show. Now, we've talked a little bit about sleep. We've talked about exercise and moving. We've talked about nutrition. We've touched on letting electronic devices kind of go silent for a little while. And then on top of that, people may have some other goals. You wrote several books during COVID. You kept up and became a published author and now are sought out for (laughs) worldwide book events. So if you have additional goals that go towards other types of health areas, maybe finding some way to fulfill what you feel is your purpose in life or some other type of activity where you want to share great knowledge with other people. How did you get started on that? Was it following some of the same sort of smart goals or how did you endeavor? I mean, I don't think you ever pictured during COVID, I'm going to create this blog, it's going to turn into a book, and hey, I'm going to London. Like, I don't think that was on your radar. No, you know, things happen. Um, I I just have a heart for, for sharing the knowledge and wisdom that I've gained over this 40 years in private practice. And I, I just see the pandemic especially left so many families in, in a disarray, in chaos. And so I'm, I'm hoping that um, you can go on Amazon and look at my books. Um, uh, people have, have found them to be very helpful. Um, my first book, The Happy Healthy Revolution, it's really a summary of the family obesity shops uh, workshops that I've done in my clinic. And then the second one, my COVID-19 diary, I, I talk about how to handle um, stress. I wanted to reach out to family and friends because we were in lockdown. I wasn't able to reach out uh, to my patients. And so I began to write daily blogs and posted it on social media. Lo and behold, I didn't realize there were people all around the world wanting. They said, don't stop. I, I wrote daily blogs until December 31st. So the publisher of my first book said, I I really think this is worth publishing, which was a whole lot of work, but I went ahead and did it anyway. And um, I've gotten feedback and and it's been a great solace for for some people. Some people, um, yeah, they even use highlighter. (laughs) So that was a book you wrote during the pandemic. During during the pandemic. What are you going to do next? You know, um, they've asked me about writing another book. So if you go on my Facebook page, Walk with a Doc Oahu Facebook page, um, every week I post my daily health tips. I, I have a record of my health tips. I, I, may, I may publish a book with my weekly health tips. So I, I may do another book, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm busy with my private practice. And um, you've got a lot going on. Yeah, I, you know, and I enjoy, I already did a live present, I like doing live presentations and, and then I think now there's a lot of virtual uh, talks that I've been doing recently. So I think the pandemic opened up the, the world. Um, you can really reach out to a lot of people and, you know, I enjoy getting outside of my office doors and trying to really reach out to families and hopefully the lessons resonate around the world. 
Now, you've been in pediatrics for uh, over 40 years. Next, this year is 40 years. This year is 40 years. What advice would you give to a young pediatrics doctor who's just starting? I would say look at look at the family in total. That's what I like to do as a pediatrician. I I take care of of the child, but I always take into account now um you know the social situation, all the the different things and and try to give my best advice by looking at the entire family and their situation. But I can tell that young pediatrician, just do your best. And it's been an amazing journey for me to to see the babies I took care of now bringing their babies to my office and telling me what a impact I've made on them. I, I've had so many young people become doctors and s- tell me that I was their inspiration. And it's just so humbling. And I'm so proud of my babies. They're all my babies. They're now doctors. (laughs) Well, and to say that they found seeing you as a patient inspirational and then decided they wanted to replicate that, you know, there's there's no better, uh, better accolade that I could think of. But I I am so proud of my four children. They did not go into medicine, but I see them. You know, when you're a young mother, you don't know what you're doing. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm a pediatrician. You know, you know, the principal's calling me. My kids are getting in trouble. Am I what are we doing? Am I doing this correctly? But, you know, as parents, we we try our best. And and um, so reach out to your pediatrician. Your pediatrician is there to help you. And reach out, but then put the phone down. Oh, yes. <laughs> that is one of my guilty pleasures is spending a little too much time looking things up because these days you get an immediate answer. You want to know something. Let me Google that. Let me go search that. I'll right. get an answer now. Yeah. And yet, in fact, that leads to one thing, leads to the next, to the next, and an hour's gone by. And I'm like, wait a minute. What was I What was I doing here? So. And, and I tell parents, you know, parents come to me very well. You know, apparently they've looked, researched things on the Internet. But but always go back to your PCP. Talk talk to that person because you, you never know if that source was accurate. So, so especially with vaccines, you know, always go back to your doctor. That's what your doctor has been trained to do is to tell you if it's if it's accurate or not. So. Well, that's very true, and I think the accuracy of what you find on the Internet is something that is always in question because you can, you know, because social media is so ubiquitous, you can post anything that you would like with any type of selective view of the data that you want. Right. And it can seem really, really authentic, but in reality it may not truly reflect what the medical community is saying. So just be cautious. Regardless of what it's about. Exactly. And I I I. When I do prenatal interviews, people are deciding if they want me as a pediatrician. You know, you have to be able to communicate that that doctor-patient relationship is so sacred. You, you want to choose a physician who you can really communicate with, especially in pediatrics. I, I liken our, our specialty to being a veterinarian <laughs> because our pets can't talk. But, but again, really research. Well, and make sure that you're, you become almost a member of the family. You, you are, yes. All right. Well, you've certainly given us a lot of great information on how we can sort of create a goal for the next year. And you know I'm going to have to ask, 
What's your goal for this year? My goal for this year was to actually um, get regular physical activity every day. Uh, I I discovered water aerobics, so I I really want to go Monday through Friday. All right. We want you to put those X's on the (laughs) calendar that you've attended water aerobics. And we'll get together towards the middle point of this year, and we'll hear about how that's going. I would love to. We'll see how many times you've been able to achieve your goals. Thank you again for sharing your expertise with us today on The Body Show. That's Dr. Teresa Wee, and she is Walk With The Doc on Facebook. Yes, yes. You can find her on social media, and you can find her at the Central Oahu Regional Park. Yes, every okay. every Saturday, every Saturday 8, 8 o'clock. All right, if you'd like to hear this show again, you can click on hpr.org, follow the links to The Body Show. You can also find us on the HPR app. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We'll see you next week right here on The Body Show. See you then.